Hello, Bible Beaters. Welcome to another episode of the oh, Bible Beater Podcast. <laughs> what the fuck was that? This is the interrupter, Kyle Vestner. I'm the Lord of Hosts, Caleb Campbell. Uh, no. I've been listening to Ammon and Mark the whole way up here. I was all excited. I was like, I'm going to Sounds do- like you're possessed by a cock in your Hello, Bible Beaters. God, your music sucks. Fuck, it's awesome. It's the fucking worst. The Sound of Eight Hooves I listened to on the way up here. Okay, that's which is, awful. I can already tell it's awful. Which is about? Uh, demons, probably. Eight Hooves is slept near the eight-legged horse that Odin rides to uh-huh. take you to hell. It's fantasy. It's fantasy. It's it's nerds. Let me tell you. Metal's nerds again. Okay, let me tell you. We're back to the same point. Metal's for losers. Okay, let me tell you. Who read books alone in the room? Can I just tell you? I refuse. Okay, so this song is about um, uh, a missionary that goes to Scandinavia, immediately gets enslaved, and he's talking about God all the time until Mm -hmm. the Norsemen get tired of his words, and they decide it's it's over. So they take him to a big oak tree where there's three... Uh, people dressed in preacher's robes currently hanging and then he realizes his god isn't true and then they hang him and slept near the eight-legged horse arrives to take him to hell which is so badass Mm -hmm. so i took my brother joe out i like how you like that but don't like the bible i like the bible i don't like that the bible that people base their lives on it like it's for a story would you you not say you base your life on metal no i do not on metal i don't I don't actually think that you should hang people who talk about God from trees. However, I think it's cool that they sing about it. I call bullshit that you haven't done shit you've heard in songs. Okay, so here's... I guarantee you, you've emulated shit you've heard in fucking metal music. I let, guarantee it. Let me tell you about this song. That it, Okay, so I took my brother Joab to see Ammon and Marth way back in like maybe 2005, right? And uh, I'm maybe... So in 2005, I was, or it was probably 2007, I was like 20 and Joab was like 16. And uh, Joab, just just so you know, like my brother Joab, he's awesome. He's chilled out a little bit, but he used to be like, he was kind of a, a like a little, littler guy. He was a great. And for Campbell, that's, that's small. No, I just mean like short, a little bit skinny, but he didn't take shit. I think it's because I beat the shit out of him so Absolutely. often. He's like. He's he, what? Fourth, third on the list? Yeah. He's third yeah. brother. So he, he had like a. I, I don't take shit mentality, but he's kind of a little guy. So basically, 70% of the fights I've been in in my life are because of Joab. <laughs> okay. So me and Joab, we're in the concert, and uh, the lead singer, Johan uh, Hedberg, I think his name is, uh, he, he's like, Of course he's Swedish. This next song is about- Wait, they talk like that in between the songs? Yeah, this next song. Oh, that's so gay. That's, that's how, so That's gay. how his voice is. This is fucking cosplay, man. I met him. It's cosplay. I met him. That's his not hand, how his voice is. I met, I met him- Outside of the concert, a different concert, uh-huh. I was like, Johan, like, huge fan. Hello, brother. Like, his voice is duff. It's like he's, he's drinking. putting on an act. No, he drinks. He's Gilbert Gottfried. If you scream like that three nights to five nights a week for 20 years, I think your voice actually starts to sound like that. Isn't the whole point is they're not screaming? They're utilizing that thing from, like, I don't know. I don't know how they do it. Anyways, so he goes. This it's like to- singing. It's like. It's like opera singers saying they're screaming He's every like, night. They're not doing that. Can I they're just singing. tell the story? This is what, it's a put on though. You're you're in a you're in a puppet show. I hate this podcast so far. So he goes. Yeah, me too. So he goes. Uh, when uh, preachers came to Sweden. Oh fuck me. What? Go. 
So he goes, when preachers came to Sweden, we used to hang them from trees because preachers talk too much. And Joab, by the way, is like just getting out. He's still in Christian school, like still fully going to church, still believing. And Joab looks at me with these wide eyes like, can he just say that fucking shit? And they're like, the sound of eight hooves. And they go, Dun, and they start playing. In the course of the mosh pit, Joab takes an elbow to the face or something, mm-hmm. just starts punching this guy, right? <laughs> so Joab's just feeding this guy in the mosh pit. His friend punches Joab in the side of the face. I punch this guy. He gets lifted back up by like somebody. Like, His you know, friends? Because we're, in, we're in the mosh pit, right? So Joab, Joab's punching this guy, and another guy punches Joab. And I punched that guy, and he gets like lifted back up. Cause, the guy you punched? Yeah, because oh, okay. I knocked him down, and then he gets lifted up, and I punched him down, and he gets lifted up, and I punched him down. I think it was excessive. And then That this, is excessive. This massive, <laughs> you knocked about three times. Yeah, this massive security guard just like bear-hugged both of us, and he's like, that's enough. And then we didn't get kicked out or anything. That's the whole story. I thought that was frowned upon in metal. It was, but the fact that Joab uh, started it or maybe he didn't start it, but he was fighting and we're, then we were in a fight. So it what it is frowned upon. It's not a cool move, but if someone's metals all about, if like, someone's punching my brother in the back of the head, I'm going to punch that guy. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. But I thought, I'm pretty sure metals is step below juggalos where they're like family. We're all family. We're all, this is our culture. You know what I mean? A step Except below instead of, of fago. It's, it's whiskey. Fago the, is the cola that they drink Yeah, or pop. Yeah. Orange pop. Yeah, so that's that. But that's story. what metal is. It's a bunch of fucking losers who are trying to find a community, just like Juggalos, except they don't live in a trailer. Okay. Except they have rich parents. <laughs> I, I have rich parents, but not everybody who listens. You generalize way too much. Like, just all metalheads are rich basement dwellers. Disproportionate. I don't think so. They're rebelling against their uh, their proper upbringing. It's not really it's, metal and gore. Maybe it's just that the music's good, Kyle. The music's not good. That's that's how I know. It the is music good. sucks. That's why it can't be the music. I love it's it. It's objectively horrible. Okay. Yeah. It's fucking awful. Okay. Mu- it's not even that musical. That's like supposed to be the saving grace of uh, what metal. What the fuck are you talking about? Some of the best musicians of every yeah. instrument yeah. play metal. Up and down the scales over and over again as fast as I can. Yeah, that's fucking great. That's really musical. It's skillful, I guess, to play quick, but it's not musical at all. Well, you're an idiot, and I guess we'll move on. No, we won't. Okay, what do you want else? What else do you want? Okay, so we will move on. I'll say we'll move on now. Perfect. Um, how's it going? What's up? What's new? I'm looking for an apartment and it is a fucking nightmare. I'm not, not an apartment, a place. Yeah. Specifically not an apartment. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually not looking for an apartment. <clears throat> yeah, for it's the exact opposite. <laughs> looking for a house. And I'm, fa- I'm finding places and literally I'm looking so often. I'm messaging them an hour and after it goes up. Yeah. Multiple times. Obsessively. <laughs> incessantly annoying them. And I'm, no one's getting back to me. I don't answer ever. my phone almost ever. Like you put up an ad. What, what, what are they looking for besides, hi, I'm really interested. This is my name. I'd like to come take a look at it. Can we arrange that? It's Someone, not even, I, I can't even get to the look at my face process of the interview. It's, I think it's your name, Kyle. Most Kyles are douchebags. That is true. <laughs> I should change it temporarily. I'll go by my middle name, Douglas. How's that? Douglas sounds like some sort of Scottish baron. I feel like I would, I would lease to a Douglas. But fuck me. I found a house. Fucking kicks ass with a new recording studio for yes. us. I think that's tremendous. Two places. One's a four bedroom. One's a three bedroom. I want the four bedroom. 
It's not a house. It's a duplex. But one for sleeping, one for, for fucking. fucking. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Cronenberg <laughs> and the Back Table Podcast. You can check them out on uh, Spotify. No, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Anyways, Comics in Kelowna. Yeah, and I'm, I'm fucking. I it's it's a nightmare in Winnipeg. Oh, no, I'm just saying that's my only other experience, and I've never not got a place interviewing because but, nobody wants to live in Winnipeg. It's constantly getting vacated. The second someone actually, Winnipeg has 99 percent uh, has one percent vacancy. So that's that's pretty high. That's like it's here is like zero. It's actually officially zero. I think in I have Kelowna. I have uh, one experience going to Winnipeg back when I worked for Kokanee, and. I went to this like big nightclub and there was so many more girls than there were guys. Like holy fuck, dude. Three to one. And it's usually not three to one, but it can be it, felt it can like, be two to one. It felt like three to one. Sometimes. And there were so many hot chicks and no dudes there. Like I had the, the pick of the bar. It was the greatest thing ever. I've said this yeah, especially when you're the Kokanee mascot. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I was, yeah, it was all- maybe you just saw all girls because they were all surrounding you. Because who the fuck doesn't want to fuck it- the kokanee mascot in Winnipeg? I'm telling you right now, every girl wants to fuck the kokanee mascot. But all, like, it, it, I found I asked the next day. The, the, it's like being religious and fucking Jesus. The in girls Winnipeg. I was That's with, all we got. I asked the girls I was with, like, what's like? Yeah, all the guys leave because there's no work here. Or all the guys that work out of Winnipeg? Town. That's what they told me that's in 2006. complete bullshit. Or seven. In 2007, that's what they told There's me. plenty of work in Winnipeg. Whatever. Yeah. There were so many more hot girls than there were dudes in this bar. In two bars, that's my sample size. Winnipeg has gorgeous chicks. Yeah, there were. They were, they were awesome. There are a lot of... Um, I don't want to say rougher, because that's not... But you grew up in Winnipeg, you're going to get a little rougher. You're not... They're, it's not as pampered as it is in Kelowna. Rough around the edges is an expression that people use. Yeah, but that's not what I mean. What do you mean? I just mean... Um, I don't want to say they can take a punch, but that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll just move on from there. No, they're fucking... They're ball busty there. Like, chicks will fuck with you type of thing, whereas you don't really see that. In Kelowna, there's like a lot of chicks that just want to be an Instagram model there's, here. There's the thing about, and when they fail out of that, they do uh, they cam whore. The one the good thing about Kelowna, here's the thing about Kelowna. <clears throat> it's kind of, I would say, famous for a lot of hot chicks. Like, there is a lot of good-looking people Unbelievably in amount of hot chicks. So Unbelievable. That's what you, you get when you get gold diggers. Nines though. and tens. So, But sevens and eights. Sevens and eights it's, feel ugly because they're surrounded by nines and tens. I so feel, you actually get way hotter chicks. Like chicks that I feel like I shouldn't have got because they settle because there's. I was talking about this the other day with uh, with our buddy Angus, and he's like, he's like getting mad because he's he's like Angus is always mad, yeah, because he's like a fat dude with a hot chick, and he's like, how how does I'm like Angus? There's so many hot chicks in Kelowna. She has to settle for fat dudes. Exactly. She's she's a seven. (laughs) She has to settle. It's great. Talk to a girl, Angus. So um. Do you remember what we led, read last week, Kyle? No. I've started blacking out all our, all our um, not podcasts, but interactions, all the times we hang out. Because if I didn't, I don't think we could do it anymore. I have to keep on blacking it out so it's a new blank slate each time. I mean, Because then the world's my oyster. Who knows what will happen? The world's I don't have oyster. a year and a half of past experience to draw on of how it's going to suck. It might be good. You never know. It's Kyle. I hate to break it to you. It's not gonna. It's getting worse, not better. I think so. It's. I don't mean the podcast. I mean the, us hanging the out. entire world. Yeah. There's no soap <laughs> in my hole. Things are. Society is collapsing. Um, you know, 
let's just. I'm not a doomsday sayer. Do you do you really believe that? I don't think that. I think I truly believe that this happens every fucking ten years. Everyone starts saying it again. Mm, no, I mean sh- maybe I people mean, people were saying it when Obama got elected. You weren't, but people were saying it. Other people were saying it when uh, uh, who's the dude before him? Got George got, Bush. Yeah, got the second term and he can't even talk properly. You know what I mean? People say it all the fucking time. We're a hundred years from the first world war. We're two generations from mm-hmm. a major war. Yeah, that's those are all signs that would say this is the best it's ever been. It is the best it's ever been. Yeah, but we're on, not not on the downslope. Tenuously hanging onto a thread. We're <laughs> okay. on the edge of a precipice, yeah. about to launch into oblivion. What's the breaking point? What what needs to happen for it all to erupt into chaos? Donald Trump gets a like it to a second uh, term. Truly, I think that the refugee crisis in Europe, not here, but in Europe, will spark some sort of European oh, war. It, yeah, me too. I believe that also. And I think that we will get dragged into it. Well, yeah. We, we have a mild crisis in certain parts that are heavy refugee-based in like a east, yeah. the east coast. And I also don't think we're going to get to any answers on this podcast. And speaking of no, refugees. No, but it's fun to speculate. The Jews yeah. are moving into the promised land. And mm-hmm. they're displacing people back 3,000 years ago. And I think that was a perfect segue. I wouldn't call New York City the promised land, but it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so last week, we read about the Gibeonite deception. Do you remember that? Yep. The Gibeonites. I do remember. They, that, was a, you know, that was a good con. I didn't know the Jews had to keep their word. They never do. But for some reason, In this, case, this time they had to. How about when they were like, cut your dick off, we won't murder you. And then specifically, <laughs> they just murdered them. Yeah, that, that time... They, yeah. uh, they, like, but this time somehow there's a clause where they have to keep their word. Well, again, they made them water carriers. And I mean, wood they made them their slaves. Yeah, but I'd rather be a slave than die. I think it's hard to say. I don't know. I don't know. I've never because if dead. you're a slave, you can always revolt and at least kill one of the, your oppressors before you go. You can always take one with you. Yeah, that's what I mean. The slave at least rebellion. give me a chance to murder my enemies. Taking someone with you, if that's the best I can do. I'm taking two. I feel like I could take at least one person down with me. You know when you hear about these... You know what I'm going to do? First, I'm going to try and fuck fuck your daughter. You know what I mean? (laughs) For sure, I'm going to try and do it. You you know when you hear about these like mass shooters and they kill like four people? You're like, what the fuck, man? Did you even try? Like, I feel like I could do way better than four. It is insane. And here's... Here's the thing. That's it's fucked up, but I I do know what you're talking about because I've thought the exact same thing because here's how they paint the scenario. I remember one... Walked into a school, no security guards. He had one gun strapped with clips. Yeah. Some some fully automatic weapon. Stri- and they said he was strapped with ammo, fully prepared. And he caught like th- two maybe, or three maybe. people. It's possible that once they actually started doing it, they were like, here's the, the thing shooting a doing? gun is harder than it looks. To, like to hit it's a, a target. lot harder than it looks. Yeah, I've been I've been to shooting ranges and it's like a, a pistol. I I could shoot like a rifle. I've never shot a pistol in my a life. A pistol's fucking hard to aim. Yeah, I heard. Like, but these guys are shooting rifles. But the thing is, the fully automatic weapons. I've never shot one, but I've shot semis. Yeah. And at the fast, you the more you click it, the the worse your aim is. Yeah, exactly. If you've never shot one, it goes crack 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 crack. You're shooting like in the air. It's like Counter Strike. Uh... You gotta like stabilize yourself. It's exactly. exa- it is like video games. You gotta like you gotta burst. I take that back. I've never shot a gun besides Call of Duty, so <laughs> that's where all my So the Gibeonites tricked from. the Jews into making them slaves. And uh we are at Joshua Chapter. You're a Jew. Two. I mean, you're a slave, right? Just got abandoned. Your hoax worked, but not really. 
What do you mean? You so chopped, the, you're, you're, I'm a giving. Yeah, you night. chopped your dick off, but they didn't murder you. Okay. You know what I mean? So now, what's your plan? I guess you just work, man. I don't yeah, but know. But what would be your plan? Would that be your plan? Work the rest of your life and not die? I could not accept that. <sighs> it's really hard to say. It depends on so many factors. It depends on what, what your, I don't know, master or fucking house you live in how bad the actual job is how much food you're getting what you're betray- so if you go from a free society to a slave mm-hmm. i feel like i would try to get my freedom back especially like you know better that's my point you but, weren't born into slavery but let's pretend i don't know i guess the gibeonites they didn't i was thinking so you get like most of your family killed and you're one of the survivors you'd probably be a kid in this it, case, in this case, what do you mean? They just took everybody. Exactly. But I was thinking, most of the time you're enslaved. They kill. I mean, this specific case, because in this case you're an adult. Okay, so in and this they haven't case, murdered anybody. It's weird. They've just taken everybody but, in your whole town. But they've you see you see your neighbor. Yeah, you exactly. still see him. He's just over there. Yeah. Hey, Steve, what's up? We're both slaves there. Isn't that weird? How heavy is this fucking water? Yeah, this stuff sucks, eh? <laughs> I know the water we had to carry before was for us, and this is for them. I would say, I'm gonna assume. I'm gonna assume some things. There's Less Gibeonites than Israelites. I'm going to assume that. By a large margin, I would assume. Because you can't take a whole... A, a you can't big, take an even amount of yeah, slaves. Yeah. You can't take a one for one. And I'm going to assume that the Gibeonites... You can, but you got to strap them together like horses. Like in teams? Yeah, or you're fucked. How do you control them if you don't... Like a chain gang. It's funny. Well, the Mongols were inspired so much terror that like one Mongolian would say like... Don't move. I'm coming back and I'm going to kill you. And like 10 of 20, 50 people would just stay there and wait for him to come back because they were paralyzed with fear. That's one case. Oh, that's frustrating. Here. Like you think you would act different in those scenarios. You think like in your mind, I'm like, I am not a pussy. I'm not just going to stand here and wait for him to kill me. But maybe I just stand there. Well, here's I don't know. They talk about I've never. I've never had true fear. They talked about like the Muslims or sorry, the the Mongols like taking over muslim cities and they would take all the women out and like rape them in front of their families jesus and some of the men did rebel and it's like documented and once those people were killed i'd rather be dead rebelling i swear to god right same then let my the the women in my family get raped in front of me i'd rather be be dead trying to do something they say like the lawyer ibn al-atir and his sons you know resisted fuck it was murdered which is awesome i'd go down like that which is awesome that it came down in history but then after that you're left with like the meekest or like, you know, the pussies. That's true. And they just, like, how fucked is that? What do you think's worse? Waiting for a Mongol to come back or your girlfriend saying you're Mr. Period? Mr. Mr. Period. Yeah, for sure. Because there are no Mongols anymore. To take a consciousness <laughs> out of the void and put it here is too heavy of a concept for me. It's, there's no void you're taking it out of. You're, you're creating it. Exactly. With part you. That's what I mean. Part if, you and part her. Exactly that. That's a, that's like, what the fuck are we doing? What kind of a chance does that kid have? Zero. <laughs> Hopefully your uh, your parents make enough money for two generations of Caleb. <laughs> exactly. So, no, as a Gibeon, I don't know, man. I probably, like, like... I'd like to say I start conspiring, but that's a slippery slope, right? So what I do is I find my best friends. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I don't have a lot of them. I'm sure it's just a few of us. I'm not that popular, right? <laughs> so I find, I find two of the two or three people that can tolerate me, right? Those, if they've tolerated me to this point, they're loyal, <laughs> right? I would probably pretend I didn't know you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you're out. <laughs> you're out right off the bat. I watch you die with a smile on my face. And then what? 
And then I conspire. Then we get a plan going because we gotta. We you gotta. Can, you conspire to get a plan. Yeah. We, no. That we. If we, you don't plan to we, plan, exactly. you plan to fail. We conspire. We. You got You got to map out the situation, right? It takes a process, months, years to figure out routines. We map down the routines. Wait for the dumbest guys to be left out, right? Mm-hmm. And then we attack them. Yeah, you'd need to get weapons somehow. No, we need to get their animals. You know what I mean? What's, the dumb, the dumb guy is gonna fall asleep on the job. Why not? Once he falls asleep and I kill him, now I have a weapon. Why not flee? Well, that's the point. You need a horse or something. Yeah, it seems easier to just get a horse, steal a horse, and run. Yeah, like there's no one guarding the horses. The most valuable assets they have, there's no one guarding them. You're a slave. You're probably looking after the horses. That's probably your job. There's no fucking way. Yes, there's a fucking way. Well, then I'm just taking a horse, I guess. I mean... Okay, end of story. I take take all the horses with me. They die. And now I have a band of horses. I'm on the run with horses. I got them all. Okay. I tie them together, right? And I ride the lead horse. That's not, I mean, it's not a bad plan. No, it's a good one. Where are you going to go? The desert. The dessert. Dude, I have like a year's worth of food just in horses. (laughs) No water. Yeah, we're riding towards water. We're on. We're on the lake, not on the river. We're on the river. You think the Jews are traveling along there because there's no water? There's water everywhere. The Jordan. Yeah. Okay. So now, now it's just me and a band of horses. Now they're writing about me in the apocalypse. That's what the apocalypse is. It's me. That's Mm. it. Now I'm murdering everyone. Now I'm a warlord. This, th- I think you skipped a se- several steps. It's nope. like that internet meme where it's like, steal horses, ride to the desert, <laughs> question mark, profit. Yeah, but you know like the four horsemen in the apocalypse? Yeah. Yeah, I had more than four. So, <laughs> All right. Um, we are in Joshua chapter 10. So after they tricked, the, the Gibeonites tricked the Jews, the Israelites... Um, this is where we stand. So this is uh, called the sun stands still. Now Adoni Zedek, king of Jerusalem, heard that Joshua had taken Ai and totally destroyed it, doing to Ai and its king as he had done to Jericho and its king. And he made the people of Gibeon. Did we read this already? Did we read this already? I don't think so. <clears throat> um, I don't think so. I don't remember it. Okay. Um, Can you go back a little bit? What did you just say? <laughs> so now Adoni Zedek, king of Jerusalem, heard that Joshua had taken Ai and totally destroyed it, doing to Ai and its king as, it, as he had done to Jericho and its king, and that he had made the people of Gibeon, and that he, sorry. What is Ai? Ai is the town, the city, A-I. It's the, Gib- the name of the that city. That the Gibeonites are living in? No, it's a different town. So they, ki- they destroyed Ai. And then the Gibeonites came to the Jews. Oh, right after. They were like, we don't want to be Pretending to be poor. Yeah. Um, And also it says... It's so weird that they showed mercy. King of Jerusalem. So that means Jerusalem was already a place. The Jews are Oh, you're right. So... How does that make any sense? I I mean, well, it make... They never said... Jerusalem doesn't come from the word Jew? Are you telling me that? I'm telling you that Jerusalem existed and the Jews took it over. That's what it says. Adoni Zedek, king of Jerusalem. So there was no... What, what were the other names of the Jews so far? Israelites? Israelites. What were they going for at the, at the moment? Um, did, they get st- did they get called Jews after the fact? Once they got into Jerusalem? Because that seems too much of a convenience for there to be like 200,000 Jews coming into a place that's named after them that someone else occupies. Well, Abraham... So if we go Is back... Is Jerusalem not named after Jews? Am I just... I don't think so. Okay. It sounds like it might be. 
It's not Jerusalem. It kind of is. It's J-U-R, not J-U-W. Not yeah, but it's about to be. Jerusalem. <laughs> That's probably the name of this podcast. Um, no spoilers. So, so I guess they, they fucking... Jerusalem was a place inhabited by other people that they took over and made their own. I guess it's just that I've always associated that with Christianity and Jews and stuff that I've never considered that they didn't already... That they didn't name it. I thought the Jews named it. I actually didn't know that either until I just read it just now. So, um, so, sorry. Yep. <laughs> so, so. I'm just going to start from the top. Adoni Zedek, king of Jerusalem, heard that Joshua had taken Ai and totally destroyed it, doing to Ai and its king as he had done to Jericho and its king, and that the people of Gibeon had made peace with Israel and were living near them. He and his people were very much alarmed at this because Gibeon was an important city, like one of the royal cities. It was larger than I, and it's all its men were good fighters. So Adoni Zedek, king of Jerusalem, appealed to Hoham, king of Hebron, and Piram, king of Jarmuth, Japhiah, king of Lachish, Debir, king of Eglon. Come up and help me attack Gibeon, he said, because it has made peace with Joshua and the Israelites. That seems like a stupid fucking war plan to me. So he calls five kings of neighboring towns, and they go to attack Gibeon. But didn't they take everyone from Gibeon? They so they only enslaved a few of them. They they employed God, them. It's so the, they never tell you what's going on. They're like we. They just embellish every sentence. We killed all of them. We took them all slaves. By the way, there's still a whole town. That's like before when they like wiped out and who who the was Amalekites. It? The Amalekites, and then there was like, oh, and then there's the Amalekites. Like, what are you talking about? I thought you wiped them out. Yeah, that's what it they says. They kill like two people and go genocide. <laughs> that's a genocide. We killed every last one of them, man, woman, and child. The next page. So the Amalekites, uh, they're over there giving us problems again. It's like I thought you killed those people. So. I guess they're going to attack Gibeon. Because <laughs> they, they think they teamed up with the Jews? Yeah. <laughs> I, they can't take the Jews down, so they're just going to retaliate. Then the five kings... A different uh, way. Then the five kings of the Amorites, the kings of Jerusalem, Hebron, Jarmuth, Lachish, and Eglon, joined forces. You know what it's like? Have you ever seen... Uh, this happened in like grade school or whatever, where someone you get all mad when someone did something to you and you didn't know who. You turned around, right? And there was like a giant dude there. And you know you can't hit him, so you just hit the kid beside him. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I don't know what you mean. I've I'm never gonna... done that, but I've seen it happen. Okay. You ever seen that happen in school? You know, you know, so take you know, it out on the wrong guy. Yeah, that's what I mean. But you know how like people will do something shitty as like a prank or worse? Yeah. Like kid in grade school, and he's like, Who did that? Who the fuck did that? You never seen that happen. I mean, not I mean I've okay, seen people all get pranked, time. but I've never seen they've just like, like a, a worse guy. prank, like They'll like go way over the top and fuck up all their shit or steal their stuff or and then someone's running around, who is it? Who is it? And then the big dude goes, it was I did it. But they're already mad in front of like him and his two friends and they just punch the little guy. I got a story like that. So do, okay, go ahead, so do I. So my younger brother Judah <laughs> Joab we're all swimming and Joab's coming up to the dock and Judah just pisses in Joab's face. <laughs> So he comes up from underwater and he's getting just pissed in his face. <laughs> Job was so that's, mad. That's a good break though, because you're already in water. Here's the Dunk thing: your head under its god. Here's that's the thing: Job was so mad at Judah <laughs> that he pissed in Simeon's face. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> it just went down the the piss ladder. Because you can't, you get beat up if you do that, right? Yeah, he was furious, so he pissed at Simeon's face. So when I was in high school, my sister's two years younger than me, so she was in the tenth grade. I was in twelfth grade, and this guy in my grade that I knew we weren't friends, but whatever. I show up after a hockey game, and unannounced, he's on the couch at home with my sister, which was like definitely not allowed at our house, right? Yeah, and. uh I'm like in my suit from hockey. I had a hockey game, adrenaline slowing, right? Yeah. I walk up to the guy. I'm like, hey. Like. What are you doing here? What the fuck are you doing? Except without saying that because my parents are right there. And he looks at me. He goes, hey, all nervous. And he's wearing this, some stupid fucking flat brim hat. I just knocked it across the room. But that's the right guy. You got mad at the right person. Wait. There's more. <laughs> right? So, so then he's fucking doesn't know what to do. So and, he punched your sister in the face. No. <laughs> But he ends up leaving, and then he's, like, putting the word around school that he's going to, like, kick my ass or whatever. And, like, I'm like, go ahead. Yeah, try it, bud. Like, this guy would have zero shot, but he's furious at me, I guess. Don't try and fuck my sisters. The moral of that story. But he's furious at me, and he's letting the word go around. So I have, like, a psychopath friend that, like, loves fighting. Mm-hmm. So he's like, let's walk around the halls and wait to run into this guy, right? Because mm-hmm. he's putting the word out that he's going to do something. Let's see if he does something. So we're walking around halls, and, and my psychopath friend... He just goes, we walk by him, and he, like, does, I don't know what that gesture is where you, like, lunge at someone, like, pretend, like, just, yeah. like, a, a fake out. Try to spook him. And the dude falls into a trash can <laughs> and knocks it over. And it's, like, even more embarrassed now. So then there's this kid that hung out with us, and like that. He was a soccer player. Poor guy. Hung out with the, Wearing shin the pads. athletes, I guess, in, uh, in high school. The guy jumps him in the hallway. Just The soccer player. Just, like... I don't know. You're friends with Kyle? I guess so. <laughs> Literally no explanation. Just jumps him in the hallway. This guy got beat up, though. So Poor guy. I know. Casualty. Humiliated twice. No, not the soccer player. The soccer player won the fight. Oh. <laughs> so this guy got, got punked in front of my sister, fell into a garbage can, and then got beat up by the weakest guy in our friend group. That's a, <laughs> you don't ever... He had to move. He t- started doing steroids. And? I mean, nothing. He just he, got kind of big. He's now a wife beater. Tiny balls. He's probably a nice guy now. Then the five kings of the Amorites, kings of Jerusalem. But that's what I mean. I'm bringing it back to the Bible. That's kind of what they did. They're like, oh, fuck, the Jews. And then they punched the Gibeonites in the face. Yeah, it's. I think it's because, a b- bad strategy. Like, why go after the Gibeonites if you're worried about the Jews? Like, why not focus on the Jews? And you know the Jews are a terror. Maybe they think the Gibeonites, that was like the resource, like in risk, they were going to cut off their supply use, lines yeah. or whatever. It said, were- it said up here, it said the people of Gibeon, the Gibeon was an important city, like all, all the royal cities, and it was larger than the eye, and all of its men were good fighters. So, Oh, what? That's what it says. Oh, okay. So I guess they're going to take down the, you know, the sidekick. They're going to take down Robin before they take out Batman. But this was their own city at this point. No. Oh, they're not in Jerusalem yet. So the the kings of five different towns decided okay. to attack Gideon. So they took... Who's they, the lead king in the scenario? Is there like a It says Lord Adoni Emperor? Zedek, king of Jerusalem. So he, Jerusalem instigated this and took, you know, uh, the kings of Jerusalem, Hebron, Jarmuth, Lachish, and Eglon. They joined forces. They moved up with all their troops and took up positions against Gibeon and attacked it. The Gibeonites then sent... Is, is Jerusalem right now currently a place in the world? In this Bible story? No, no, in reality. Yeah, it is. They just made it... They just moved... Uh, 
the U.S. embassy to Jerusalem instead of Tel Aviv. I think Tel Aviv is the capital of Israel, but Jerusalem is the holy city where the Jews, the Christians, and the Muslims all say that it's the most important place in the world. But they all blow it up. It hasn't been blown up yet. But if they you, try to. If you just nuke Jerusalem, maybe we could solve the problem. <laughs> there we go. The Gibeonites then sent word to Joshua. Is that, is that sorry? One more thing. Is that what they fight over? Jerusalem, specifically the Jerusalem territory, or is that oversimplistic? I, I'm a little. Yeah, that's oversimplistic. But okay, never mind then. The most venerated sites in all three religions are in Jerusalem. What's that mean? Like venerated, re- respected, like holy, sac- sacred. Like okay, so they all worship it, so they wouldn't damage yeah, it. Yeah, the temple, like the the mosque of Muhammad is there. The like Jewish main temple is there, and Christ was crucified near there, right? So it's like they all claim that it's the most so important. So the body of Muhammad's there. I don't know that. Okay. I don't know if that's maybe it is. I don't know what happened to the body of Muhammad. Um, hopefully, he was uh, wrapped in a pig and buried. <laughs> I, I doubt that very much I read this book And uh, the guys The the Muslims They they took these Muslims hostage And they You know Were like You know Where's your Where are your allies You know Where's the supply And they wouldn't do it And then they said Well Then they cut open a pig And they were gonna Encase them in this pig And bury them underground Ensuring that these Muslims Would never go to paradise and, Jesus Christ. And I was like, that is one of the most like fucked That's up ruthless. psychological tortures I've ever heard. Because if you believe in that shit, you're willing to die for it. There's no way you're letting that happen to you. Yeah. And in the book, in the book, the Muslim told them everything and then they did it anyways. Buried him alive, wrapped in a pig. Wilbur Smith, everybody. It's a great. Uh, he's one of he's a, he's a great adventure novelist. Uh, Blue Horizon doesn't like the Muslims very much. <laughs> not, that's a that's a not like, a fan. It's it's historical fiction, but pe- they did that. Like he got that. At, he didn't come up with that. You that's sure? a that's a thing that people did. I know. I'm not sure. I just imagine. You just assume there's enough uh, Muslim hate that eventually one of them would get Man, wrapped in a pig. No matter what the fuck you. Can oh, think I know. Of, I'm aware somebody of that. Somebody's thought I'm not, of it before. Yes, I, I know. And somebody's actually <laughs> done it to somebody else. I don't think so. Not everything. Okay. It's that's the, that sounds like not the beginning though. of like a serial. Mass murdering movie. Not everything. Just wait till I control the lightning, Caleb. Okay, so the Gibeonites then sent word to Joshua in the camp at Gigal. Feels weird. Sorry, I'm just gonna leave it. (laughs) Do not abandon your servants. Come up to come up to us quickly and save us. Help us because the Amorite kings from the hill country have joined forces against us. So Joshua marched up from Gigal with his entire army, including the all the best fighting men. The Lord said to Joshua, Do not be afraid of them. I have given them into your hand. No one will be able to withstand you. After an all-night march from Gilgal, Joshua took them by surprise. The Lord threw them into confusion before Israel, who defeated them in a great victory at Gibeon. What? The Lord did what? Threw them into confusion. So they were disorganized. The five Amorite kings. The five Amorite kings are on their way to Gibeon. Oh, so the, he actually directly helps this time. And Joshua marches all night to intercept them. And when he gets there, they're not organized. And he... Because uh, God cast a dizzying spell on them. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. The Israelites use confusion. <laughs> it's super effective. <laughs> Why is everyone standing on their hands? <laughs> God. 
So they defeated them in a great victory at Gibeon. Israel pursued them along the road going up to Beth Horon and cut them down all the way to Azekah and Mekedah. As soon as they fled before Israel on the road down from Beth Horon to Azekah, from, sorry, from Azekah, the Lord hurled large hailstones down on them from the sky, and more of them died from the hailstones than were killed by the swords of the Israelites. There's some direct intervention right there. That's, yeah. He actually did something. Did the hail not hit the Jews? Um, Was he picking them off like a slingshot? I mean, I think we're to take that to believe that the hail only fell on those people. Because it says uh, more of them were killed from hail than from the swords of the Israelites. It doesn't say a shitload of Israelites weren't killed either. It doesn't say that. What What do you choose to believe? I choose to believe that since the Jews are writing this and it was awesome that... That he had uh, target-seeking hail? I mean, it wouldn't even necessarily have to be target-seeking because they are pursuing them, right? So it only have to, like... They're, the Jews are on one. Oh, they half. weren't in battle. No, 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 no. They're chasing them down. So the Jews are chasing them down because they're disorganized. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It <laughs> says they they cut them down. Oh, this is the old retreat. Yeah, so they're they're retreating, and the Jews are in hot pursuit, and hail's falling on just the just the bad guys. You know what that reminds me of in Braveheart? That scene where Longshanks in the Battle of Falkirk, where Brit, or you know Mel Gibson gets abandoned, and then they're they're fighting, and then. The Longshanks, the ruthless king of England, says, you know, employ the archers. And his, you know, aide de camp, his assistant goes, sir, when we hit our own troops, he's like, yeah, but we'll hit theirs as well. Attack. And oh, they just fuck. rain archers on the people already fighting, hitting both sides alike. That's ruthless. Eh? That, that also can't be effective strategy unless you're overwhelming them. You know, they they are. They had reserves. And that was you their, just have to have more men. That's it. That has to be your battle strategy. We have more dudes. Use up the Irish. Yeah. Just trading one for one is good when you have more. Is that what they said? Yeah, use up the Irish. Holy fuck. But the Irish turned sides. Do you know what I saw? What? This must be old. <clears throat> but it was like an old... Um, it was an old, like... Tr- it was like a tree of humanity, right? And the branches were different. The So it was like the apes and the humans tree. Okay. Except it was like an old, very racist version of it. Okay. And the... Because uh, we live in now, it's just... It just We've based it down. We've come together so much as a society. It's just, we base it by like white, black, whatever. If you're a racist, Red and yellow, you, pick black a whole and white. Th- you pick a whole thing now, right? Mm-hmm. But with this tree, it's like every, most of them are like, most of them are white. Yeah. Not all of them, but most of them. They, the black people had one part of the racism tree, the Negroes, whatever. And there was racist, but what there's like Polacks, Irish, all these fucking yeah, and then branches off like where they came from, like different fucked up animals, you know, because that's what racism. Yeah, the Irish, that's the kind of the Irish they got a bad rap in Europe and in and in. But it was fucking America. everything. Like the the Polish people were retarded. So Polacks, in, yeah. the, in the in the I think is I think this is one of these old might have been in a old like uh, porn magazine cartoons. Have you ever seen those? They're always really racist or really sexist. Like old Playboy <clears throat> cartoons? Yeah, but less lesser not Playboy, like the ones No, I didn't I never got to read those. I wasn't allowed. Oh, so we have we had a bunch at our uh, hunting lodge, <laughs> but we're selling it. I took them all. I got them. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. They're fucking unreal. But anyways, yeah, that's what it looked like. So the the Polish people like came from a toaster. I guess that means they're stupid. 
Mm, toasters like the are brand. It was like the branch of life trying to think of what I'm trying to describe. But the, but the spe- this is obviously like a comic, like it's yeah. a joke, mm-hmm. like a well, cartoon. I think so, but it's also very racist. Yeah. So I don't know how jo- it must be a little jokey. But just the specific racisms that I've never heard before because they're from like the 40s or whatever. Can you conjure up any examples? No, I can't. Shoot. Just the toaster one is the only one I remembered. Shoot crap. I mean, black people, uh, apes, obviously, go to. We're all apes. The chimpanzees, the Jews, and bonobos. the Jews. Yeah, the Jews had um, a monkey with a with, you know one with a big long nose. Those you weird looking yeah. dick nose monkeys. So that was the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what Those are the monkeys are ridiculous looking. They do look insane. <laughs> they look like a. You ever seen a grandpa that's been drinking his whole life? Dildo nose monkeys. Yeah. I think that's the scientific term. I go. I went to. Uh, uh, a go-kart track like eight years ago and we're, we're waiting in line for someone's birthday and this old guy is in front of me and he has a nose that i'm not i'm not joking how, how big is that four inches sure kyle's that got his like hand four up. inches yeah. maybe five i'll get my dick out for scale <laughs> literally <laughs> caleb's dick on my face imagine it poking out of my nose and this dude puts on the helmet and his nose presses down to his face like the monkey because he can't even come close to putting it on. And then when he gets past the visor, it springs back out again. <laughs> it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. I couldn't help myself. Gross. So and I was like, how does that happen? So there the the Lord rained hailstones down on them. On the day the Lord gave the Amor on that sorry, on the day the Lord gave the Amorites over to Israel, Joshua said to the Lord in the presence of Israel, O son. Stand still over Gibeon, O moon, over the valley of Ajalon. So the sun stood still and the moon stopped till the nation avenged itself on its enemies or triumphed over. As it is written in the book of Jashar. I don't know what that means. As it is written. The sun stopped in the middle of the sky and delayed going down about a full day. Holy fuck, our house just sold. So... Sorry, just got a text. Yeah. House just sold. So this guy's been dicking us around. The final closing date's tomorrow. Uh-huh. And we thought, we literally, our real estate agent told, <laughs> sent them a text saying, <laughs> sign the, release the terms or fuck off. Literally, our real estate agent said that. That's awesome. Two hours ago to them. Because they were fucking around about every little detail. Yeah. They thought the Hood Rage fan didn't work because they couldn't put their hands in it and feel it sucking. They're what? The rage hood above the stove. Oh, okay. But then their real estate agent's like, go outside. Is it blowing? They're like, yeah. Well, then that's what it's doing. You Congratulations. Yeah. So you're homeless. Yes. So celebration, but for my dad, <laughs> I better find a fucking place <laughs> by August 1st. So the, back to the Bible. The- Shout out to any Bible beaters who have rich parents that maybe own housing. Because hmm. none of you do. For sure not. None of but you- if your parents... There's I've probably people that let me listen live in to this podcast that own very a house. Cheap. Yeah, I know, but not like housing. Like slumlords? No, like multiple. Like they don't own multiple properties. They're not. There's. I don't think our clientele is uh, our listenership, the unfaithful. I think we're selling ourselves short. I bet you there's a lot of very. All right, well then hook me up, motherfuckers. How about billionaires that? probably listening to this. Well, at least multi-million. So Joshua is saying that the sun stopped in the sky for a full day. It's another miracle. So... Basically, the sun stayed up so they could continue to massacre these people. That's the miracle that happened. Wow. (laughs) So the sun stopped in the sky 
uh, stopped in the middle of the sky and delayed going down about. So it's a one of those day. like really bright moons. There has never been a day like it before or since. A day when the Lord listened to a man. Surely the Lord was fighting for Israel. Listen to a man. Oh, listen to Joshua. Did Joshua tell him to do something? Yeah. Joshua said to the Lord in the presence of all Israel, O son, stand still over Gibeon. Oh. And then God did it, apparently. That's the that's the thing. He Joshua commanded the sun not to go down. Exactly. And God fulfilled it? Yeah, for a full day. They didn't have clocks. I don't know how anyone would know this. Like, how would you know? Oh, that's a fair point. Back in the time before... Well, the sun would move. Because <laughs> yeah. this is reality. So Yeah, so the sun so, would move. So they're saying it stood still yeah. for about a full day. That's how you would know, is that it didn't move. Then Joshua returned with all Israel to the camp at Gilgal. Five Amorite kings killed. Now the five kings had fled and hidden in a cave at Makeda. Wait, f- together? Yep. <laughs> they just hang out as bros? I thought they were in different kingdoms. So yeah, they're well, they're kings of towns. Kings, I think you have in your head a conception of a king of a nation. Well, I'm, I'm not really, but I'm guessing. I thought it was more spread apart than so, they were implying. So they're, they joined forces. They all brought as many people as they could. They attacked Gibeon. Joshua surprises them, marching all day and night. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Attacks them. They're disorganized. They get routed. The sun stands still so they, they while their armies together. get massacred. The kings, obviously, are at the back. Are at the back. And they run away and hide in a cave. You know, in movies, they're always at the front. Movies and TV shows. And that well, seems like a terrible strategy to rule your kingdom. Oh, our, it our is. king's dead. Now we're in chaos. It is. And that's actually a legitimate battle strategy is kill the king or the commander. That's the problem I had with Game of Thrones and every well, one of them that I had in every fucking battle is that the king would go to the front. He dies, but now there's kings. There, okay, so Julius Caesar was a leader, an organizer, and he would go to the part of the there, battle. He wasn't on the front lines, though. Exactly. But I'm te- I'm telling you, Julius Caesar would go to the part of the battle where he was needed most and encourage. And Caesar did fight um, in the front lines. There was one time against really yes. There was one time that. Uh, he was getting charged by, I, I can't remember, the Edui, I think. And his army ran away, and he took the standard, ran to the front. And he said, they says up to 50 yards away and dodged spears and caught them on his shield until he basically embarrassed his army into defending him. And then they ended up winning the battle. And Caesar said after that, many times I fought for victory, but today I fought for my life. So that's oh, one example. Fuck. And Alexander the Great, God, some Alexander the Great was the f- the first guy. Basically, Alexander the Great was the first bowling pin in like a like Mighty Ducks flying V of cavalry. And Alexander the Great led his army into every battle, and he would go straight at the other commander, and he killed in combat um, several several kings of people that he, like he would go at like me v you. And he would go right in. Was it a respect thing to let them do that? I mean, he's the king. Yeah, but that's what I mean. The king should be surrounded by... There was one time where Alexander the Great was about to get killed, and his best friend, maybe lover, cut the guy's arm off mid-stroke. So he gets... Alexander the Great gets stabbed in in the head, but he's got his helmet on. The helmet is broken, falls off, and then he's about to get killed, and his best friend, lover, fucking hacks the guy's (laughs) arm off. How fuck... That's like recorded... Let, recorded in words. Recorded history. Robert the Bruce. This is another one. This is one of my favorite ones. Robert the Bruce. 
uh, King of the Scots. So Braveheart, the movie Braveheart, the mm-hmm. last scene at Bannockburn. I wish they would have put this in the movie because it's so fucking awesome. So here's the setup. Sterling Castle is under siege by the Scots, right? It's one of the northernmost English strongholds, but it's currently part of Scotland. So the, they, they made like an agreement, the Scots and the English. And the Scots said, or the English said, like, if we don't relieve it by this date, as in bring a, another army and lift the siege, you can have it and we'll leave. So th- basically we don't need to fight. And the army, the English army arrives four days before the agreement. So the Scots have them kind of like intercepted. The Scots are in between the castle and this new army that's coming and they're crossing this river, the Bannockburn. It's not a big river. It's maybe, you know, chest deep. Okay. 10 feet wide. Can't move too so, fast. But they're, they're they're fording it, right? So they're like, you know, bringing their supplies across and they're, they're lined up on the other side. And the Scots are all lined up across this field, kind of waiting for the English. And, you know, it's not a battle yet. And this, this French knight that was fighting for the English, a mercenary, Henry de Bron, decides, you know what? I'm going to end this thing before it starts. So he just, he charged, maybe he thought Robert the Bruce would run away, but he like basically like makes a scene and says, I'm going to come out there and he charges across the field. Robert the Bruce, King of the Scots, sees this guy and he goes to meet him. So it's 1v1. Charges at him. Yeah. In front, it's 1v1 in front of both armies, right? Henry de Bruyne has a spear, a lance, like a long fucking spear. Robert the Bruce has an axe, so that's a pretty big pretty dis- big disadvantage. Yeah. So this is and it's recorded by both sides, the English and the Scots. As they get close together, Robert the Bruce lays back down in his stirrups, like ducks under the lance, comes up, stands up in his stirrups, like and then comes down with this massive cleave, cuts the guy's head in half. Holy shit. Through the helmet to the teeth, right? Through the helmet to the teeth. His axe handle breaks in half. Henry de Bron fa- falls dead. The Scots are so fired up. They're like, holy fucking shit. And they just charge the English and drown- drive them back and drown them in the river and win the battle just like that. Holy shit. So kings That's do. That's fucking badass. So kings do fight. You know, that makes me feel better. That they don't just sit back on. Not, not these kings, though. These, these ones, kings sit in the back. No, but yeah, of course, there's other kings that never fought once mm-hmm. that just stood at the back. But I'm saying they do exist. And how and everybody? Oh, it's some way I, more badass. I feel like yeah, you want to follow one of well, those. Well, you got that much more to lose than everyone else. There's another story about Robert the Bruce where they sent assassins after him, and Robert the Bruce was really poor at this point, and he's like running away. Basically, he's in the wilderness, camping, hiding out, and this dad and two sons come after him, and he sees them approaching, and he turns to his shield bearer, his armor carrier guy. He's like, "How many arrows do you have?" He says, "One." So he get, takes the arrow, he shoots one of the sons through the eye, and then they uh, sword fight, you know, 2v2, mm-hmm. and he kills, he kills all three assassins. That's, all, that's unbelievable. <laughs> so awesome. I love that shit. So anyways, now the five kings had fled and hidden in cave at Makeda. God, that's got to be a bad feeling. What? Hey guys, I guess it's just us now. Oh, yeah. We're the rulers of uh, this cave. <laughs> Kings of the cave. Fighting over who's uh, the number one king in this cave right now. So when Joshua... All right, who to- can start a fire? Anyone Anyone have uh, not grow up in royalty? Anyone at all know how to start a fire? <laughs> hey, hey, Kyle, are you proud of me? I didn't say it was from the Dan Carlin podcast. Yes, but you just did. <laughs> Fuck. Jesus. I knew it the whole time. 
the Robert the Bruce stuff is from books I read, but uh, Alexander You just the Great. did it! Yeah. Books I read and Dan Carlin, everybody, in case you're wondering how Caleb got his knowledge. Go on. In case you want to... Re- in case you want to... Follow it up. You motherfucker. You did, motherfucker. You I, did that just to piss me off, I did, didn't you? Yeah. yeah, you son of a bitch. But I, you know what? Since you said God, that. I thought we got all the way through one. I, was, I wasn't even going to say anything till the end. Uh, since, Leave it as a milestone. Since you said Couldn't that. Couldn't do it. I've like noticed how much I do that because I find myself doing it all the time. My brothers have been busting my balls on it. However, just, I don't know, in my own defense, I've... I, so I, I I don't know I feel like I need to say, say where I heard it so that somebody else can check it out to make sure I'm not a bullshitter I don't know that's just how I feel. Well, that doesn't mean, so, <laughs> doesn't make you not a bullshitter. I don't know. They could research your facts and find them somewhere. It's true. If they can only find them in the one source that you're saying, then the facts are probably bullshit. Now the Five Kings. I read read the Robert I read a bunch of books about Robert the Bruce because I was obsessed with the okay. movie Brainer. No one didn't believe you. Now the five kings had fled and Wait, hated- that was his name? What was his what was his uh, name in the movie? Robert the Bruce. Robert the Bruce is the <clears throat> guy that betrays him at the Battle of Falkirk. Okay, what's the main guy in Braveheart? Uh, William Wallace. William Wallace. William Wallace dies, then Robert the Bruce finishes the job. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Um, now the five kings had fled and hidden in the cave at Makeda. When Joshua was told that the five kings had been found hiding in a cave at Makeda, he said, roll up large rocks to the mouth of the cave and post some men <sighs> there awesome. and guard it. But don't stop. Pursue your enemies, attack them from the rear, and don't let them reach their cities. For the Lord your God has given them into our hands. So they put rocks up and they're just watching the cave? So imagine... This is a. I thought they're going to close him in. This is a pursuit. So one army is retreating, yeah, and they're they're literally like on their heels, chasing, killing them. As like it takes time to kill people, and as they're killing them, the other ones are running away. The five kings go to a cave with their army still running. They wall. They basically you know lock them in this cave, mm-hmm. and then they keep pursuing the armies that are still fleeing. Oh, that's what I thought. Okay, so they did wall them off in the cave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Joshua, how do you do that? Isn't it easier just to go in there and kill him than pile rocks at the front door? Are must, they saving him for some fucked up tradition later? I think that the kings need to like, you know, when you capture a king, it's like a ceremonial killing. I don't know. I don't know why they would do that. It's weird to me. I think that's why they probably I think that's the exact reason. So they can hang him in front of their whole group. Like, look what we just did. Yeah. Like the last, like in the last podcast mm-hmm. where they took the king last. Exactly. Also, <laughs> but you know how much work it is to pile up rocks in front of a cave. To the point where they can't get out instead of just killing five of them? Yeah. I mean, they probably had... <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. A, a guard there. They probably had their bodyguards. But I yeah. mean, you could, have one, you could have one guy, two, is overkill at the front of that cave. And as soon as they come out, oh, there's an arrow. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there's the other one. I'm saying the five kings <clears throat> probably had their bodyguard with them. So it would be a bit of a sword slog. They'd have to fight. They'd have... To, People would probably get killed in the taking of these kings. Yeah. I mean, I guess. who knows? Wait, does fire exist back then? It's hard to light a cave on fire. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair <laughs> point. So, jo- <laughs> so Joshua... Yeah, step one, throw a bunch of wood in there. Yeah. Because it's slightly lighter than rocks. I mean, you probably could smoke them out. Light that's a fire I- at the front of the cave and mm-hmm. smoke them. Like old school tear gas. Yeah. So Joshua and the Israelites That's what I meant. destroyed them completely, <laughs> almost to a man, but the few who were left reached their fortified cities. The whole army then returned safely to Joshua at the camp at Mecca, and no one uttered a word against the Israelites. 
Joshua said, open the mouth of the cave and bring me those five kings or bring those five kings out to me. So they brought the five kings out of the cave, the kings of Jerusalem, Hebron, Jarmuth, Lachish, and Eglon. When they had brought these kings to Joshua, he summoned all the men of Israel and he said to the army commanders who had come up with him, come here and put your feet on the necks of these kings. So they came forward and placed their feet on their necks. Joshua said to them, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Be strong and courageous. This is what the Lord will do to all the enemies you are going to fight. Then Joshua struck and killed the kings and hung them on five trees, and they were left hanging on the trees until evening. At sunset, Joshua gave the order, and they took them down from the trees and threw them into the cave where they had been hiding. <laughs> At the mouth of the cave, they placed large rocks, which are there to this day. The that, same rocks? Yeah. Joshua, are the bodies there? I mean, that'd be dope to find. Because how do they know that's the cave then? Then that day, Joshua took Makedah, and he put the city and its king to the sword and totally destroyed everyone in it. He left no survivors. And he did it to the king of Mecca as he had done to the king of Jericho. The Jews are more of a plague on the earth than they are. Uh... They're, they're, conquer they're conquerors. Yeah. Yeah. And this is their propaganda. It's like a disease. Everything in the, everything in the wake of it is being uh, totally destroyed, apparently, even though it's not. That's, that's, the word, the, that's the Hebrew word for the irrevocable giving over to the Lord. As in, it was done in <laughs> God's name, and God likes that. Mm -hmm. I, just, I like to point that out every time. I know I do. Every but it time. means the same thing. Yeah. It's just under the context of everything you do for that. Is for the Lord. Yeah. But it means the exact same thing. I mean, you have to remember that this is propaganda written for the Jews. Like, every Jew would read this and be like, that's like, you know, yeah. Canada storming Judo Beach or like Vimy Ridge or like you get Canadians generally get some sort of historical pride out of like a good battle that they fought. Or that place on the northeast of Canada where we fight over territory and put different bottles of alcohol there. What? Isn't that a thing? That we fight with someone over a little piece of land, uh... I've like Greenland heard, or something? I've never heard this. There's, there's like, but it's such a passive joke at this point that they go over there. Okay, they explain, take it. explain it. There's a little piece of land that's like, I guess, goes back a long time. Whether uh, it's off the coast and like northeast Canada somewhere, like way off in the middle of nowhere, like up in the territories. Northeast? So not near Russia? What? No. I'm imagining it was near Russia. And like some other country, I can't remember which one. I don't know what maps look like. I have no idea where Greenland is, but that's the one I think it is. There's flat earthers all around the globe. Yeah, so I think, and essentially, it was a disputed territory at one point for like really minorly. And I guess officially it's never been rectified. So the joke is they take turns taking it over. They put their flag there, a bottle of their alcohol. And then we put our flag there, a bottle of our alcohol. That's awesome. Yeah. So... I mean, yeah. I mean, the Jews. Or maybe I made that up. Caleb's making me second guess everything I know. So. I've never heard that before. If I would think you would. If you didn't hear it on Dan Carlin's podcast, I don't know if it really happened. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to other podcasts, so I could reference the one I learned that on. Um, are we out of time? Yeah, we're out of time. So, what'd you learn today, Kyle? Uh, I learned nothing. Unless I'm still doing that. I learned Still, nothing. You want to know what I learned? I, I didn't learn anything new. Isn't it's always business as usual? Can the I say, Jews yeah. acted in a way that was pretty typical with conquering the earth yeah. with zero zero it's, consciousness in the matter because they have God. It's interesting. You know now. what? God actually intervened this time. Yeah, so I learned he, he has powers: the power of confusion and hail. Yeah, that's that's something pretty good. 
Something. I love how you always start out. You know what? I didn't learn anything. And then with within a minute, you're like, and I fucking learned. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a weird. I didn't. I didn't learn it. It's a rhetorical question. You know what I mean? Almost. It's a weird way to put it. What did you learn? Nothing. I didn't learn anything. Maybe I should change the question to what did you find interesting? That would be better. That would be way better. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I'm gonna. I think it's what you learned. Yeah. Also, isn't the Bible? It got real. It got pretty cool yes. lately. And it's just. The next next week, Southern cities. But it's not conquers. really it's not really biblical. Am, am I, it's not um, grandia. It's cool, but it's it's just war stories. They, they kind of leave but out I mean, the interesting details. There's like the magic is cool. I want more magic. Yeah. I want like more confusion, more less hail. I still have the same problem with God doing tricks that the weather does. You know what I mean? I want him to do something like take a mountain and squish it on people, because then. That doesn't exist outside of God. I mean, he but o- hail exists outside. He of He opened a pit one time, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah, but that happens too. Cracks in the fissures in the earth open up and swallow people in real life. Sure. In in the, in the existence what, we live in now, I, hail comes down, kills people in real life. I mean, it's it's obvious this this was written by people, right? Yeah, but my point so is, the, I want if you're gonna make shit up, make it more fantastical. You the know? thing is. The, the people at the time, this was the craziest shit they could come up with, right? This is to them like science fiction shit. Like they hadn't heard of anything different. It would be crazy if they said they got hit by a fucking train. Like they, they got, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they, just, they're they, not smart. They, they cut off a disorganized army and they're like, God must have cast a spell of confusion on them. Exactly. They would never be this disorganized Five different towns coming together that don't know each other, trying to battle together with five kings controlling them. I guess like they're not fighting over who's in control. Like it wouldn't be chaos, but God must have cast a spell of confusion or else how would they, how would, how, how would we possibly get this gift of a massacre? We're sounding like we're arguing, but I think we're saying the same thing. Like the point is that this is clearly written by humans. And yeah, but that's the problem I have. With it. I want more fantastical shit. It's cool. It's like I'm reading a, a history book that's ten, that's twenty percent real. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's written in the it's written speak, in the vein of, of history. The battles are neat. Your stories are way better. And you know what? I want some fucking snakes and canes and shit. You know what I mean? Because that doesn't exist. Yeah. I can speculate on how you could pretend to do that. But that for sure doesn't exist. Hail exists. People being confused exists. Those things both exist and happen frequently. I, you know? Again, you're making the same point that obviously this was written by people and not by a supernatural but being. Let's look at what happened up to this point, though, right? Mm-hmm. Magic exists. Not God. Not God doing tricks. Magic exists, right? Well, why would you say that? Because there's magicians doing tricks that God can do. Okay. For, that we've known that. What do you what do you mean we've known that? When you say From the beginning of the Bible. They, we've okay, read that multiple times. Okay, well, only God could do tricks. And then when he got to Egypt and Pharaoh's magicians, mm-hmm. they also turned their staffs into snakes. Yeah. And, and they also made frogs appear. Yes. But that's the only other time that someone's shown power other than God. Well, I'm saying if you want to conquer, you know, I want people searching after sorcerers, you know? Mm-hmm. To cast spells. And Balaam wasn't an Israelite and the king made him curse the israelites but he just I want more them. talking donkeys i want to hear what the rest of them have to say well there's you know? there not is, just this one there is a bunch of good stuff coming up next week the southern cities are conquered then the north then there's a list of the defeated kings and then where oh my god there's some there's a lot of 
the towns for the Levites. Then there's some organization. Then we get to Judges. And after, like, when we get to Judges, there's some pretty good stories. I can't wait to see what happens. Well, I know it's going to happen. The, fir- the, the first, like, the first time the, ki- the king of Persia decides he's going to do, uh, like, a holocaust of the Jews. And this guy... This is the first holocaust. I mean, maybe. But this... they he, Unsuccessful. He, it's a great story, okay? So the king decides he's... Like, the king's main guy, his... If it was Game of Thrones, he'd be the hand of the king. He decides that uh, they're going to kill all the Jews. and But the king also wants a new wife. And so he had he has the first beauty pageant ever. He gets every virgin in the kingdom to come walk by him so he can pick the one he likes. He ends up picking a Jew. And uh, drama ensues. Wow. A but parade of virgins. That sounds pretty awesome. Hey, yeah. we're a couple. We're maybe as long as you get to fuck them after. We're a couple weeks away from that. If it's like a parade of virgins, but you, you just only get to talk to them. We were just talking about I uh, choose sluts. miracles and outrageous things in the Bible. I looked up. This is for I think Keith. Keith's the guy that kept emailing us. Okay, here's the thing that the Bible. We, we have a bunch of emails after, uh-huh. but uh, I don't know what to do with Keith here. He's uh, he's out of control. We can't just keep on reading all fucking Keith's emails. So we got to figure something else out. Maybe. Th- work on the phone call or just, something. Just, but. just, just. He he said uh, the the speaking of the historicity of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I looked this up just today. So a few a few ones. Um, camels were not domesticated in the time that the Bible says that they were riding camels. So that was clearly written way after the fact. Mm-hmm. That's one. Uh, the Chaldeans didn't exist in the time of Genesis when uh, Abraham was talk when they say. Abraham existed, and he went to the Chaldeans. They didn't exist for hundreds and hundreds of years till after that time. And the city of Beersheba and the Philistines didn't exist when they say it did. So those are three facts about the Bible being historically inaccurate that aren't to do with miracles. Okay, so take that, Keith, and write me another essay. <laughs> He's, I got, they're essays, every single one. We can't just, I can't. I can't do it. So we got to figure. This is. I've been asking everybody to email in. We now are at. We're, we've reached the level of fame where we get to choose what we read, Kyle. So what are we going to read this week? Just so you know, I read the Bible. Kyle has the computer. So I don't even get to see the subject lines or nothing. Kyle reads those to me and I'm totally blind. So we got another email from uh, Darren, a.k.a. Darb Nation. Darb. Get was, a life, Darb. Fucking get a life. Dude, he was so pissed off that we didn't... Look, the last episode didn't get out on Sunday at 10. Because I had a lot of shit going on. Fuck you, okay? Darb. By the way, fuck you. And fuck your family. How about that? Monday at 10. And it was a long weekend. So, extra day of rest. You know what I mean? That's two days of rest you get. It came out on a day of rest. Good enough. You know what I mean? God doesn't even do work on Sundays, you asshole. I got fucking two goddamn emails after I ignored the first one. I mean, Facebook Facebook messages. Don't even read Darb's email. (laughs) This entitled prick thinks he can tell us when we put out our fucking podcast. Well, then we're we're back to Keith. Well, you know what? Give me Keith. You want Keith? All right. (laughs) We got Keith. I'd like to come. I know you like to complain that the Bible is not accurate. Yes. It's not a complaint. It's just a fact. The one thing you like to you point out his mod. His modern day is is yeah modern day Philistines were unknown before or around the fourth century BC. The time frame where a lot of different nations were taken into captivity 
by the Assyrians. By the way, this is the same claim made by modern-day Philistines make to say that Israel never existed before that time and have no right to their land. So I feel like that you're proving my point. That if modern-day people are saying that that's true and scholars are all agreeing with it, what? How? I'd like to see you defend this after that. I'm attaching a PDF copy of an article explains how archaeologists indeed know the Philistines existed at the time of the Bible accounts you were reading about. Granted, you can still claim it's not the same Philistines. There's still a group of people who lived at that time that were also known as Philistines. All right. Fact. How long is However, this PDF? The, who wrote it? How long is the PDF? Who wrote the PDF? That's what I'm going to look up. I'm not going to... God, this is going to be... Don't do, it, don't do it on air. Here's the problem with... If anyone was nefarious, you don't open email attachments. But, but I'm going to because I trust Keith. I would love if it if he gives me a virus. I'm going to fucking hunt you down. Who were the Philistines? Oh, we got some artwork right off the bat. I found the illustrator. Let's let's get to the bottom page here. It looks like a photocopied textbook. Okay. The bottom cliff notes is Biblical Illustrator, Summer 2019. So this is facts from the Biblical Illustrator. All right. It sounds a little biased to me, but... Here's Cliff Notes. Here's the sources. Herschel, Herschel Shanks, the Philistines and the Dorthans. I feel like this is something archaeological we should do off air. Part two, an interview with Moshe and True Dothan, Biblical Archaeology, Review, 1905, September, October, 1993. So, so yeah, I don't know that guy, but... You know, you have to kind of take that into account because there's been biblical apologists that have been exposed as flat out liars. Well, that happens a ton when you're trying to prove your point. Yeah. You come in, you're like, the Bible's true, so I'm going to do whatever I can. Who is that guy we were talking about that just went on like fake Indiana Jones crusades and like planted evidence places and like found Noah's Ark, but Uh, not really? He lied about every single one. Yeah. I think you're the one that told me that. Yeah. No, we talked about it on the podcast, but you know, so... Keith, we'll check it out, but uh, on air, it's pretty boring. <clears throat> Keith's got another one. He this is he goes uh, proof of Solomon's temple. That's the okay, yeah, because that's that's Caleb. Here are a few links to resources on discovering the historical validity of Solomon's temple. The actual location is suspect to be where the current Muslim mosque, Dome of the Rock, stands. Naturally, any scientific exploration is limited, though the findings in these articles seem weak to me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you keith and i'm sure to you as well okay i mean, i'd like to the why send him i'm confused i do appreciate your honesty <clears throat> i do but he's saying he found stuff although that, no, what uh, they my, seem made up my original point was they can't agree where it actually existed the bible says it's this massive thing right mm-hmm. it's like grandiose and it gives like actual measurements so they found nothing like that they found a thing that they think might be solomon's temple but it's pathetic basically based like c- compared to how the bible describes it they're like this is probably what it was and it's not the same size and it's you know the, the problem with keith is uh we live in different worlds keith lives in a world surrounded by people who all agree with him because this is how he ends i don't know if you noticed all his emails like this one he ends with People seem convinced it existed where the Bible claims. People seem convinced. Like, he thinks that's a general consensus. Scholars agree. He thinks that's a general consensus because people around him seem convinced. Because here's the last one I just read. The bottom said, however, the general consensus of historians is inclined to say it's the same people. He just always says, well, 
My <laughs> thing that I said, even though I said me the evidence my, is me, shitty, me and both my times, the evidence sucks, but people agree that I'm right. Keith, I will concede, or maybe extend an olive branch, in that me and you are both not experts. So we have to believe experts. And there are biblical <clears throat> experts that, uh, that fully you know, agree and corroborate what the Bible says with PhDs and studies in many languages. So there are really smart people that say this is true. Then there are other smart people that say, uh, it's pretty, you know, pretty improbable and sometimes an outright lie. So me and you both have to believe different experts. But the problem with historical evidence is you're not going to get a lot of it after the fact. So you can take a small shred of something and embellish it to a, a whole scenario that doesn't exist. That's because if you've ever looked into a lot of old claims can I, or can, can I please finish grandiose my point? statements? Yep. My my point is, let's so without appealing to the experts, the the main reason I wanted to do this podcast is to read it the way it says in its own book, and it's preposteroni Tony. When you read it flat out, it sounds made up. It sounds like God cast a confusion spell and like fucking breaking birds necks and waving blood around and making women leave the camp. It sounds ridiculous. It's fucking retarded. And God doesn't even seem that powerful. He's a fucking asshole. Even if he is powerful, he's not a good person. If he is powerful, he's fucking with everyone all the time. He's an asshole. Just take it at face value. And that's the way God is. He's a dick. Because think about this thought experiment. God can get whatever he wants at all times, theoretically, if he is all-powerful being. Mm-hmm. He chooses to do all these things to only to fuck with people. To make examples of. Yeah, but if God, if he thought the Jews belonged here and the other people didn't, he could put them there. I will bless he you. He could literally just whoop, reverse yeah. their positions on the planet instantaneously. No one's dead. Jews get what they want. These other places have Jew shit. And they're not going to go halfway across the world now. Exactly. They're like, oh, I'm here. I guess I'll make do with whatever the fuck just happened and live in this house that I never lived in my life. Exactly. Look, it has all this guy's stuff in it. Blessings. I yeah. I bless you with this land. Now go kill those people. What right? kind of a fucking God? Do you want to worship a guy like that? It seems as if it's a scapegoat to have a consciousless genocide yeah. not on your hands. And man, Keith, look outside this book. Read, you know, The Hero with a Thousand Faces or Sapiens or Guns, Germs, and Steel and learn about all the other cultures with all the other gods. You know, mm-hmm. you, I'm sure you don't believe in the Greek gods. That was the first thing that got me when I was younger. And I was like, I was when I was asking yeah, questions about what, what religious people thought about other people's gods. Yeah, and I thought there's going to be a really good answer, and they're like, "Mine's the only one." And that at that moment, I knew for sure at least they didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. It's like you're an atheist for ninety nine 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 percent of gods, except one. Yeah, just I remember believe that old in quote. one less god. Who's that? George Carlin? No, that's uh, Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais. Well, that's who I heard say it. Maybe he's quoted somebody else. And we got one more from Keith. Because why the fuck not, Keith? We're on a roll, buddy. <laughs> this one's t- also Keith. We don't like. You'll never convince me. We don't care. My, I'm dude. I'm convincible. I'll never say you'll never convince me. I'm open to convincing. I. I'm a. Maybe I shouldn't say that if, if I'm being intellectually honest. However, I've heard and lived with this for 32 years, and I've come to the conclusion it's a bunch of nonsense. And so it, this is an old dog you're new hard pressed scenario. You're, there, you're hard pressed to change my mind because I've studied it a lot. 
It'd have to be pretty mind-blowing evidence. Like, if, if something... Dude. Pick up that fucking mountain and move it the way God said you could. Grow somebody's arm back. Do something outrageous. See, the, when, when you say that to people, I'm like, maybe they're not the person that's God choosing to because he's not his favorite people. A but mustard when, but, seed. But think about it. When it comes to your mom and you say that to your mom... She is literally one of God's chosen people if she's a prophet that predicted the boat. And then she and then she goes, you know, do not test the Lord your God. It's like, okay, you fucking What the fuck is that? What kind of a fucking out clause is that? Here's a here's your powers. You can move a mountain. You can do crazy shit. You can heal the dead, lepers, cure disease, but don't try it. Yeah. If you try it, I don't know what happens. Also, he's not good. Even by his own standards, he's not good. He's an asshole. Most people are created to burn in hell forever, according to this book. Do are we assuming God's gender, or is he a he? It says he, him, father, oh, all the it time. That's right. Yeah. I'm just wondering if that was maybe a literary father son. <laughs> You're right. Okay, we're good. You guys crack me up. Keith says he entitles this one "Misunderstandings, comma sorry." Uh, Keith, you're such a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Keith. He is a sweet. <laughs> He's sweet. Sweet guy. Sweet, sweet man. You guys crack me up. I have to apologize, though, for a couple of misunderstandings in an earlier email. I'm trying to describe context and the way you misinterpret literature. Okay. <laughs> All right, Keith. I can't you're tell. You're starting it, off with a sorry. I can't and tell. Now you're throwing it down. This is very passive aggressive. That's what I think. Or sincere. I don't know. It's written passive aggressive as fuck. I'm sorry, you dumbasses don't ex- understand context. Well, he starts with, I'm trying to describe context and then says, and the way you misinterpret literature starts the next sentence. Also, you started it with an and. I'm trying to describe context, comma, period, and then comma, ca- period. <laughs> capitalized A and the way you misinterpret literature. Keith, do you, Keith, do you have your grade six? Corey and Trevor say they got their grade six. No one remembers them in grade six. <laughs> All right, let's let's do this. We're gonna we're gonna get down. We're gonna pretend you didn't condescend us twice in the first fucking paragraph. So Twice, what, right off the bat, we're gonna pretend that didn't happen. Maybe it was a misclick on the misclick on the keyboard. And the way you misinterpret literature, I don't know how to take that any other way, Keith. Just read it, Kyle. I implied it was up to the reader to understand the text. Well, that's fucking retarded. If it says what it says, I, I like okay. Most arguments, even fucking wars, have been fought over interpretation of the text. But when it says flat out, 600,000 fighting men wandered the desert for 40 100%. years, and that didn't, there's no evidence of it, or no other record besides the Bible of it, then it's fucking bullshit, man. It's not like, in, I didn't interpret it right. It says that, and we have no evidence besides this, probably didn't happen. <laughs> seems, seems unlikely. And then he goes, you are absolutely right, Caleb. Here you go. <laughs> this makes the source writing totally useless. Okay. <laughs> exactly How? what you just said. <laughs> it leaves... He knew what you were going to say. He baited you into that, and then he called you on it. Immediately so, but, uh, after. Fucking baited you in. Okay. And you let him do it. You God. let him do it. I, How are, are you disagreeing with me, or are you saying you don't believe this? He he's covering his ass every time he says something because he he is he has sound logic to his reasoning. But no, he, he, what's the sound logic? I My mean, friends he, say that it's he, true. I'm saying he understands the reverse argument. Okay, that no, he's making. He's yeah. playing that back to his head before the email comes because he already knows. Because this is what he goes. Here's the evidence I found, and then he lists it, and then at the bottom he goes, 
and it's weak. You know what I mean? <laughs> so he's like playing against it because he knows it sucks. Here's what I think. He's fighting. Here's what I think. He, he wants to believe. Here's the thing. Most, it really comes down to, and I've said this before, the simple dichotomy of I need something more than this life to exist. And I choose to believe that the Bible has some answers, right? Yep. And so despite overwhelming evidence that this isn't true, I want to believe that I go to heaven, you know? I want to believe there's somebody looking out for me and he's uh-huh. on my side and we're all going to get along someday. But wouldn't you want a God that's on everyone's side? Oh, the God, this God turns into everybody's side. But you can't be on everyone's side. If you, No one's looking out for you if he's on everyone's side. That's, uh, yeah, it's, then there's no one looking out for you. Yeah, it's nonsense. Then, then nothing's happening. It's fucking nonsense. If he's on everyone's side, then he's doing nothing. Because as soon as he intervenes, he's on someone's side. I mean, exactly that. But this is what they believe. Okay. It leaves it up to the reader to twist and misuse to any stupid purpose. Yeah, but how do you decide it's misusing how you take it? You can't decide that. You can't decide that your interpretation's right and they're Exa- misusing it. And exactly it. like Kyle said before, if this was really written by God or influenced by God, it wouldn't give it a would chance. say what it fucking means. You wouldn't be able to misuse. Yeah. Thou shalt not text. kill. Thou shalt... Like, that's it. Humans are incapable of writing something that can't be mistreated. Is God capable in his laws, that's why commandments, we have, exactly. holy book? The Supreme Court. Misusing that, that it? people, like, argue about to this day. Like, they... Every like the like we have more strict laws and commandments that human beings obey by yeah. than God does. We have m- more things that are harder to interpret it's that true. are less that are less. Uh, can you just harder to can you start from yeah. that? What do you need? Paragraph again, just the whole just the whole thing in a row because we basically jumped in at every sentence. Okay, so I'm trying to describe context. Yeah, and the way you misinterpret literature. Okay. I implied it was up to the reader to understand the text. I'm going to start reading it how I get the tone, and I think Keith is saying it. You what, were if, at- what if the reader is a palsied person with an IQ of five? Palsy doesn't make you dumb. I was trying to find some sort of <laughs> retardation. Just say retard. See, okay, so... Because th- palsy, that's, that doesn't make you dumb. But you look dumb. <laughs> you do look stupid. And everyone's going to treat you like a child. No, here's the point. If you have palsy, the get point used is, to people kneeling down when they're talking to you. What if it's a four-year-old reading this and it's, oh, the four-year-old has an perfect... Well, they have a pure mind, so they're like, going to interpret it perfectly. Exactly. Like little children. That's what Jesus said. Mm-hmm. In trying to describe context and the way you misinterpret literature, I implied it was up to the reader to understand the text. You're absolutely right, Caleb. This makes the source writing totally useless. It leaves it up to the reader to twist and misuse to any stupid purpose. You just said you the Bible is idiot, totally Caleb. useless. You just said the, the source material, which is the Bible. Which is, he keeps saying source material, but it is the Bible. We have for, to forget. So the, the, the source material being the Bible is useless to understand itself. You'll, in one paragraph, you said it was up to the reader to understand the text. And then on another line said, it leaves it up to the reader to twist or misuse. <laughs> like God himself, showing no favorites, but Israel being above all others. Read it whoever you want, as long as you read it my way. Yeah. The, <laughs> the author is indeed the source, authority, and intellect behind the message, not the reader. The author's God. Is it not? The author is, in this case... Somebody that lived under the reign of Joshua, but said to be Moses, or Josiah, but said to be Moses. 
So any, so you're what you're saying is we have to actually go talk to Moses to know what he really meant by writing this. Is that what he's saying? Because we can't we can't understand what the author meant, even though we have his fucking words right in front of us. Mm-hmm. We can't understand what he actually meant. It's up to us to just decide what he meant. Yeah, I don't think that's what he's saying. I think he's saying that there's, if you, I think honestly what he believes, if I'm understanding him correctly, is that there's a way to read it that's proper. And there's a way to read it where you can use it to do things that the Bible's not intending and say it's from the Bible. But those both things are the same. If that person believes them, both those things are true, are the same thing. Okay. He's, I think Keith is probably a good person. So he thinks reading it as a good person is you're going to take a lot of things for granted that are horrible and assume God meant well. Whereas if you have a nefarious person with... What about when he burnt 250 of, people but I'm alive saying, that's my point. for using the wrong fire? Yeah, I know. I don't have an answer for that. I don't think Keith does either. Yeah, how do you, I like that. I've, I like this, I've yeah. somehow turned the tables mm-hmm. on I don't you. Mind I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Kyle, away. Kyle, why would he burn 250 people alive for using the wrong fire? Because they were all evil. Every single one of them, and that's justice. And he's cleansing. And I he did, cleanses evil. Did I read that right? What? I don't know if I'm reading it right. When it says he burned 250 <laughs> people alive for using on fire, I, did he really mean okay, that? Okay, the way I interpret it is he burned 250,000 people. No, 250. 250. Sorry. He burned 250 people for using the wrong fire. That's how I read it. That's, that's how, how I, I chose it. to interpret. That's how I read it. Also, the wrong fire, though, like they had it coming. I've also interpreted once before, right? The fire was in their hearts. Oh, okay. And he put the, the flame in their hearts, which is their anger and abuse. I thought the fire was on their balls and it was some sort of syphilis. No, that's rub A535. <laughs> <laughs> Never do that. Done it. The point I was trying to make is that any message has an intended audience. Hey, Keith, <clears throat> the way I read this email, <laughs> the way that you say what you're saying makes me think that you don't mean a single thing that what you're saying. I'm, I'm actually taking this email, that now that I read it, the way mm-hmm. I interpret this email is that you're saying that we're completely right and you defer to us in every way. Yeah. That's how I read it. What he's about to say, though, is that the Bible is for the Jews. I wonder if you're Jewish, Keith. I'd be very curious, because if you aren't, then that means it's not for you either. And it's not for most of the <laughs> yeah, population. fuck off! <laughs> right? Because if the intended purpose, if it matters what the audience was for, and the audience was the Jews, and you're not Jewish, then it's not fucking for you. But Paul, you might be. The, you don't have a very Jewy last name though, which I'm not going to read. But it isn't. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to jump in. Paul says this used to be for the Jews, but now it's for everybody. And the end of the. Uh, yeah, but that's not Keith's point. Okay. The Keith's point is that the message is for an intended audience. But that's the. That's the. That's the standard Christian point. That it's for. It, it was for the Jews. It was for the Jews. But now, now it's, it's for, for everybody. everybody. Yeah. So after this point, it's for everybody. No, like... Oh, you mean the Old Testament doesn't count. That was just for the Jews. Right around here, I'm holding about 700 pages Jesus in my hands. Jesus Christ. That's where it becomes for everybody. Oh, so this beginning part, no one who's not a Jew doesn't have to follow it under Christianity? No. See, that's people argue about it to this day, whether the Old Testament is relevant or not. Okay, we're going to keep on going then. If you are not the audience... The best you can do is count it as a parable. You keep on comma perioding. It's weirding me out, Keith. Is that on purpose? It does it a lot. It's probably an accident. And, and <laughs> capitalize and again. <laughs> <laughs> it's very weird to read like this. And something to extract a moral truth from, period, if any. Period. Not a period. 
I can't say that I learned anything, Keith. I, I, uh, he keeps going, by the way. You, you also can't bring a modern ethnocentric meaning that didn't exist for the original audience. The first rule... Are you saying that this book is outdated? Because I agree with you. That is what he's saying. So why the fuck do people believe in it and go to church on Sundays, Keith? What the fuck is your t- are you talking about? It's probably the newer part of the book he likes The Bible a lot. says it's a timeless truth. Mm-hmm. It says it in the book that the, he's outside of space-time. Okay? And if you're saying that this is old stuff and we don't need to listen to it, then why the fuck do you believe in it? Okay, Keith goes on to say, the first rule of context is to understand the intended audience, who they were, what their culture was like, and did they understand the message, etc. So not me and you. So why no. the fuck do you and base not Keith either. your life on this? I don't know. It bothers him, though. To keep it simple... And for the sake of argument, let's agree that Moses wrote the first five books in the Bible. To oh, keep it simple all right. for stupid Caleb. I'll agree with you. Yeah, sure. For stupid Caleb, we're going to keep it simple. The general audience was Bronze Age Jews. He wrote them in their own language using figures of speech they would be familiar with. Mm. You can't press modern, modern culture onto theirs. Moses didn't write a scroll with his name on it and drop it in a time capsule to be opened 4,000 years later, complete with references, references to the internet, moon landings, and so forth. Yes, me and you agree completely on this point, but modern-day Christians try to make laws based on this 4,000-year-old bullshit, dude. Mm-hmm. The best we can do is read the historical account, recognize that a message has a particular purpose, there you go, and meaning to these particular Jews, that's the objective truth. The overall message that God meant to the Jews is what you have to understand. Okay, and his me- and to extrapolate, and his mm. message is so. What what he says to the Jews does not apply to us. But even though it applied to the Jews, we have to extrapolate what the deep rooted the deep rooted meaning, meaning was the deep rooted message to the Jews. The deep rooted meaning is life. worship me always, or there will be consequences. It's That's that it, is that is it though. It, that it is it. A hundred percent. Do what I say, and if any of you fucks up at all, everyone gets punished. Guess what paradise is? Worshiping me forever. Mm-hmm. Guess what hell is? Getting burned alive forever. That's really the only straight and narrow in this whole Bible is man, that you do if, whatever God says if hell is the exists, objective man, truth. If hell exists, I'll just be fucking too middle. Fuck you, man. There's no way the fallen angel isn't cooler than God. There's no fucking way. Dude, how fun would it be 18 billion years into worshiping God? Because think about it like this. If you were up there, you'd rebel too. You know what I mean? This guy sucks. Yeah. you just. I want to be with the guy that rebelled. That guy sounds cool. Every day. You just worship God all fucking day. Maybe hell is, who knows? Maybe hell is burning forever, right? It says lake of fire. Or maybe we're the people burning Christians that fucked up. You know what I mean? Maybe we could be the people that torture fucking Christian retards that fucked up at all in their life. By the way, which is 100% of them. So I feel like if I'm you think you've never and, fucked up and once. These monkeys are throwing me anvils. <laughs> what is that from? Dilbert. I like it. Really? Yeah. That's really good. It's one of my favorite. Okay. This brings me to the other, my other misunderstood statement. Caleb, you retard. You dummy. The Bible is not universally true for all people. Oh, my God. <laughs> truth is truth. There That's isn't a- subjective truth. It's not, this is true for this guy, and this is true over here. There isn't. There is facts. Yeah, especially truth written 
In the yeah. hand of God. Yeah, okay. Uh, this isn't universal math. This math works over here for the Indians, mm-hmm. and this math does not work over here for the Chinese. It's 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 mm-hmm. subjective math. It it doesn't work for the. Oh, okay, I was going to make. <laughs> I was trying to pick a really racist joke, but I was trying to pick one that wouldn't be crazy Too offensive. Racist? And you already picked the Asians, and that's the go-to. That's who you're allowed to be racist against. Yeah, because there's so many of them. Mm-hmm. This brings me to the other mystery. The mis- Chinese. <laughs> the Bible is not universally true for all people in all times or places. That is some of the dumbest shit I've ever heard, Keith. Even among Proverbs, these statements that apply to one situation, but not another. There are statements that apply to one situation, but not another. Sure, I'll give you that. Proverbs is one of the books that actually makes sense in the if Bible. If it were universally true, all believers should be getting to the promised land and kicking out the Canaanites to claim their place in glory. Not going to happen for me. Not interested. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sell yourself short, Keith. Not interested going there. They can have it. Why would you give someone the promised land? It was promised to you, dude. Yeah. Why would you do that? Maybe you are Jewish. That's fucking hilarious. I want to bleep out his name. I would just want to say Don't read it. his name. I want to bleep it out. Well, no, because I want to see if you think this sounds. You can tell me off air. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now. Okay. Okay. Hetzler. <laughs> I was fucking nailed it, Caleb. Fucking nailed it. I thought you were keep it muted for a second longer. Yeah, we're gonna have a thirty second discussion on I, mute on I the podcast. I only said eighty percent of the name. <laughs> uh, shit. Oh my he God. goes mute, says it, and I repeat it back because I'm trying to understood if I said. No, you were saying a different name than what I said. You okay, were saying perfect, a, a completely different name than the one that yeah, I said. Yeah, different guy. Completely different. We were actually paused for ten minutes. and We had a whole different conversation. <laughs> mm-hmm. If <laughs> not going there, he doesn't want it. Taking the Bible account at face value, the historical detail is still truthful, but not. Oh my God. Okay, in this email, let's recap. Wait, let me finish it. I don't know what this means. Taking the Bible accounts at face value, the historical detail is still truthful, but not a true promise for me. Okay. Whatever whatever mental gymnastics you've done, you belong in the Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> you have said in this email that the Bible is true and historically accurate. Then you went on to say that we can't possibly know what they said because it's up to the reader. And then you said that there's no such thing as truth. It's all subjective. And then you said, I know this is true for me. So I don't know what the fuck is going on in your brain, but none of that even corroborates its own story. There's 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 just as many uh, what uh, contradictions in the Bible as there are in your emails, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Keith, these emails aren't historically accurate. You got to stop taking your writing from the uh... <laughs> comma period and. All my inspirations are uh, Moses. Uh, As the reader, I subjectively, in my subjective reading of your email, I've heard you say that the Holocaust was a good idea. I've heard you say that uh, you know women shouldn't have voting rights. That's the way I read it. In my, in the truth, well, that's let's what, not pick those two examples. That's as what the ones that are said. Wrong. That's what he said. But let's said. not let's not win his argument for him by listing the Holocaust and women voting. 
I mean, the way I read it, that's what <laughs> I understood. Kidding, dude, I, was to, I was trying to play the other side, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> they just didn't understand a sec. All right. Fuck it. We're going to keep going. <laughs> but not a true promise for me. Keith, a true believer that doesn't really believe the Bible, unless it's how you feel at the time you're reading it. <laughs> what might be an objective truth for me? Th- oh, this is literally what he says. What might be an objective truth for me then? I have to ask how a parcel situation in my life mirrors the one in the Bible. Oh my God. It's saying the and not the. Or is there a similar emotional or moral situation happening? So you're, t- you're talking about on a case-by-case basis. Case-by-case basis. So when Abraham had to meet the king and he said, that's not my wife, that's my sister. That's something that you can relate to and you take well, moral truth out of that? He, he decides if he can. He sees what happened in real life, then he finds something in the Bible. When your neighbors come over and they say, we want to fuck the angels in your house and you give them your virgin daughters, that's mm-hmm. another moral, relatable truth that you can relate to? And do you have virgin daughters, Keith? <laughs> not for long. Because <laughs> you are a... Uh, 41-year-old. Man of a considerable... Rings on your tree there. Intellect. Yeah, that too. I don't think he's dumb. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. For an oversimplified lesson of the first five books of the Bible might be, this is Keith. This is what Keith... This is what we're going to learn what Keith this took the, from the Bible. This is the subjective truth. Yeah, this is the subjective truth from Keith. This is the this is Keith's the object. The phrase subjective truth drives me crazy. I know it does. Because it doesn't make any sense. Might be to learn God's laws, obey them. That we can agree on. Okay. Didn't we just say his laws are preposteroni Tony? And he will take care of the rest. <laughs> he'll, he'll just take care of the rest. When has he ever taken care of anything? Taken care of anything. He took care of the fucking Gibeonites. Oh, hell yeah, dude. He, he took care of the fucking Amorites. Fighting the b- b- bad guys. You wrote a bunch of bees. As it were. Bad. Bad. This email is great, Keith. Oh, love it. Little switcheroo. Did that. I know this generalized explanation is far from the answer you have to specific objections. For historical background, more details continue. Being filled in by science, but there will always be. <laughs> but there will always be. Yes, yes. Let's look to science for the new subjective truth, the constantly changing. But there will always be things left unanswered, and that's where God comes in. As for whether you believe God interacted with Moses and others the way the Bible describes, depends on what you need as far as a trust- trustworthy claim. Here's the thing: if He didn't do that. Then there is no proof that there's God. Yeah. If it was just Moses not talking to God, then there is no God. Well, man, look There at, isn't one. Yeah, look the at, Bible doesn't exist if they weren't communicating with look God. Look in every other historical text of every other people. They're all communicating with their gods, and their gods are telling them what to do. So why do we believe this one over any of the other ones? And also, what things that God wants are fucked up. God's a fucking asshole. That's my main point of reading the Bible word It's for really word. not in the human condition to listen to anything God wants. Yeah. It's really to our detriment. It's a lot of kill each other. Every you know man, I mean? woman, and child. <laughs> if we want as a species to survive to, uh, what's it called? We're at like a, a civilization zero. We want to be a one. We probably got to stop listening to anything God related. You know? Yeah. Work on innovation and stop just murdering to get the piece of land on this piece of shit planet that also sucks. That he promised. By the way, it's in the desert. <laughs> the dessert. You know, go go anywhere else. There's way nicer places. 
God promised you a piece of shit. <laughs> that's that's all I'm saying. He must have not liked you that much because it sucks there. Okay. Plus, there's too many Jews. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Trouble with Scotland is that it's full of Scots. It's a Braveheart-themed episode. If the Bible is enough, then those people are not likely to listen to your podcast. If it's not enough... Keith, who are those people? I don't understand what that, they I don't understand what that means. Why if the Bible is enough, then those people are not likely to listen to your podcast. I think like he wouldn't be. they wouldn't be skeptics. And if it's not enough, how did you come to find this podcast, Keith? Who do we know together? Because we're at, we're. I feel like we're such a small nope. podcast that we have mutual friends. Uh sometimes I'd say about half. We're half and half friends now. There's people that listen to us that don't know me. A bunch. That's fucking weird. A bunch. You should look at. I've showed you. I never showed you the map of all, all our, our analytics. There's no way we know people in any of these countries. Analytics. Yeah. Okay, where were you? If the Bible's enough, then those people are likely not listening to your podcast. If that's not enough, then what is? A miracle? Yes, Keith. Show me a fucking nope, goddamn be miracle. A genuine miracle would be enough for me. Pick up Knox Mountain and put it on my house, and then I'll believe you. But here's what I need for a miracle, and here's what I need for God's powers. I need them to be things that can't coincidentally happen without... Pick with, up the mountain. Without godly intervention. And move it. That's what I need. Not an earthquake. Mm-hmm. Not like shake the mountain. Pick it up and put it on the other side of the lake. And I need God to somehow reveal that he did it. Because even then, yeah. Unless, if you're doing it in the power of God... You're saying if fine, you saw a mountain me. got picked up and moved, you wouldn't believe in God? No, but I'd, I'd first go to aliens, probably. <laughs> to be honest with you. I'd probably first go to aliens. Probably. T- I mean, even me. <laughs> I pro- that wouldn't be enough for me. But who? What? what is a God at that point, though? If an aliens can move a mountain, they're my God now. I'll, <laughs> I'll worship them like a God. Sorry, I'm fresh out of those. Wish I had one for you. I'd like a miracle, Keith. You know what I'd like? A fucking apartment. Scratch that. A house, yeah, not an apartment. I keep apartment. saying apartment. I don't know why. I'm trying to keep this as short as possible. Oh, gee. <laughs> gee. You should have seen how much he edited out. Did you see that? No. I'm just kidding. So if new misunderstandings have popped up, sorry. Also, sorry about the typos. Hell hey, yeah, Keith. You, hey, Keith. You keep on doing this. You just did it again. Period, comma. How do you do that at the hey, same time? Hey, Keith. I guess they are side by side. How could there be a misunderstanding if, if no matter what you write, it's up to the reader to interpret it? No matter what you said. If you say simply, simply. It's what a lot of people believe now that, especially with comedians' jokes, that it's how they interpret your joke is what you meant. If you say one plus one is two, and I interpret it to mean Jews should be genocided. <laughs> because math is evil. Yeah. <laughs> math is wrong. Like, and only... Do you understand the preposterous... Like, it's fucking retarded. Here's the thing. What is truth? One plus one Subjective. is Jew is told by the Jews so they could teach us math to then manipulate our banking systems. <laughs> that's, that's a fact. Jews created math to control the world. What is interest? Yeah, exa- exactly. Did that exist before math? No. <laughs> Welcome to the anti-Semitic Bible <laughs> Also, sorry about the typos. I didn't mean to leave them there with T-O-O. I think he did that one on purpose. He did. He put in quotes. Except that's why I went to... Kyle's eyebrows nearly jumped off his face. Mm-hmm. Except that last one, he put W-O-N, like he won the argument. Sometimes things slip past the autocorrect feature. Sincerely, with my dick in your constant mouths, 
Keith. That's a really nice sign-off, Keith. Thank you. He did not say that. I know that. <laughs> some people have said some weird things. I mean, yeah. I mean... I don't know why I just blew the ruse, though. Um, I think that's the end of the podcast, isn't it, Kyle? That is. That was, uh, that was podcast by Keith, everybody. Subjective <clears throat> truth. Facts. So if you'd like to email Keith, his email Stop. is... <laughs> All right, everybody, if you want to email us like Keith does, if you want to be Keith's number one opposing <laughs> opposing force on the emails, because holy fuck does he have the number one spot, of constantly emailing you multiple times between each episode, you can find us at BibleBeaters at CanadaComedy.ca. Send your emails there. You can find us everywhere, Instagram, Twitter, kind of. <laughs> we keep saying it. We never tweet. Because we don't use it, but we have an account. Have we tweeted? Just search BibleBeaters. We've never tweeted. But uh, you guys can find us everywhere. You can find me on Instagram too, Kyle Vestner and Dick Spazer. Dick Spazer for Caleb. Send us a review. D-Y-C-K. I mean, all right. Peace out. See you next week. <laughs>